Blog Talk Radio. today to that that God keeps doing great things for us God has smiled on me certainly God has given us another day with new mercy it is because of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed his compassion fails not great is God's faithfulness unto us God bless you listeners you're listening to global gospel I'm your host Reverend Lamar Townsend and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to share with you. We want you to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com 
slash global hyphen gospel. And there they can listen in with us for the next hour. Certainly, uh, our call-in number in studio at the appropriate time for you to call in is 619-924-0800. In addition to being on Blog Talk Radio, we are also syndicated on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And so that means that you can listen to us anytime, day day or night, on Blog Talk Radio or those other platforms as well. If you would like to connect with us, you can connect with us. P.O. Box 5331, that is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is 11550. If you'd like to email Global Gospel, you can email us, globalgospel17 at gmail.com. We do want to shout out our sponsors on today. Uh, Shout out to Happy Healthy Functioning, Nicole Lawson. Shout out to Third Lounge, Ryan Wilson. Shout out to Abyssinia. Uh, shout out to Melinda's Fact. Shout out to MPT Enterprise, Mall and Townsend. Shout out to the Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, Lois Glenn Carter, Nevaeh's Cake Creations, Honor Thy Sweets. Thank God for you, you and you, our sponsors. Uh, we want you to support those people at uh, the appropriate time. Amen. Uh, certainly shout out to our New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, uh, New Jersey, Virginia, Washington, D.C., the Carolinas, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, California, Illinois, Michigan. We thank God for you, you, and you. And those that are listening outside of the continent, the United States, Brazil, Canada, Nigeria, Spain, Cameroon, Mexico, India, South Africa, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Kenya, Japan, South Korea, we thank God for you for you and for you. And then we also want to shout out as well, shout out to the Townsend family, the Norman family, the Washington family, the Furman family, the Bradell family, the Stevenson family, the Thompson family, the Bradley family, the Odom family, the Hernandez family, the Carter family, the Wiggins family, the Locke family, the Natale family, uh, the Allen family, the McCoy family, the Walker family. We thank God for you you and you uh, listening in and sharing with us words of encouragement. We want you to also know that uh, while we are live on air, uh, certainly you can give us a shout out too. All you have to do is just uh, comment on uh, in the comment section below this particular episode. And certainly we will be delighted to hear from you as you share with us on today. Well, for those of you that have tuned in uh, to Global, I also have a special announcement for your, those of you that are listening in on today. And certainly this is for uh, our young people. And I know that if there are any young people listening or any parents or guardian of young people, we want you to be informed about T. T stands for Teams Empowered to Advocate Program. And that is for youth in grades 7 through 12. Uh, the program starts this coming Monday, March 28, 2022. Meetings are held every Monday at 7 p.m. on Zoom. For registration information, contact Sheila Thomas, 516-761-4913. This program includes uh, field trips, speakers, workshops, and opportunities to Opportunities to be exposed to public speaking. The uh, goal of T is mission is to provide the youth with the tools to become change agents for their generation. And certainly this generation is in need of a change in all generations. So we want you to connect with them and be empowered with teams, empowered to advocate program. For those of you who have tuned in to Global Gospel for the first time, our theme scripture here at Global Gospel comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verse 3, and it simply says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And certainly, it is our prayer today 
that someone would see the light, that you be encouraged, that you be touched, healed, delivered, saved, and set free. For the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news and glad tidings. It is for the rich, for the poor, for the black, the white, the down and out, the oppressed. The gospel is here on today. If you're bound away, if you change down, the gospel is here to free you uh, on today. And he that the sun set free is free indeed. Whatever your financial need, your emotional need, your spiritual need, the comprehensive gospel is here to meet every need in your life, in every area of your life. So we encourage you uh, to uh, continue to uh, listen in and to stay tuned and to be blessed uh, by uh, what uh, this particular hour has to offer on today. Uh, We are going to have another selection and then we will be back. Stay tuned. Never will 
would have made it Never could have made it Without you I would have lost it all But now I see how you were there for me And I can say I'm stronger I'm wiser I'm better Much better When I look back Over all you brought me through I can see that you Was the one I held on to And I never Never would have made it Oh, I never could have made it Just need to testify to somebody next to him. Tell him, I'm strong. I'm wise. I'm better. Much better. When I look back over what he brought me through, I realize I made it because I had you to hold on to. Now I'm stronger. I'm better, so much better. I made it. Is there anybody in this house other than me that could declare you made it? Tell your neighbor, never would have made it. Tell them, never could have made it. Oh, I wish I had some help here. I wish I had just two or three people that would just declare it. Never would have made it. Never could have made it. I just. I just love to encourage myself. Sometimes I just look in the mirror and say, 
I'm strong. I'm wise. I am better. So much better. When I look back over what he brought me through, I realize I made it because I had you to hold on to. But I never would have made it. I never could have made it without you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
made in God's image. And certainly we are all God's uh, children. And so it is up to us to live according to the way the Father would have us to live. And so how I was able to make a picture of this in my mind, this passage of scripture, happened to me a few years ago. I was uh, leaving LaGuardia Airport and I was coming across the Grand Central Parkway um, in uh, Queens, New York, probably around Jamaica Estates. And uh, I observed a house on a hill and my aunt uh, said to me that every time that she comes to New York, she seems sees the same house in the same shape and the same condition. And her, her, her words were that her, uh, her late pastor, Elder Foss, would have said that somebody didn't count up the cost. And so I've never forgotten those words. I've never forgotten that conversation. And it always resonates with me. And as we navigate through life uh, in this season, and you know the gas prices is up and we have a war going on in the other side of the world, we have uh, people being scattered and displaced. Um, I have to question myself, how many of us have really counted up the cost in life? How many of us have uh, taken account in account all of the good things, the bad things, and the ugly things? But as Marvin Sapp said, I thank you for it all. For um, God is the same God on the mountain as he is in the valley. And so as we uh, go through life, we almost, as we start out life, we almost start out life blindly, expecting that if we do the right thing, the right thing would happen to us. If we sow good things, only good things will come back to us. If we're always pleasant, then people will only be pleasant to us. But that's a sad mistake. And certainly we all come to, uh, sometimes in life, we all get a reality check and see that you don't always get out of a situation what you put into it. Uh, you may, if you're in ministry or if you uh, belong to a particular church or ministry, you may uh, invest in that church. You may invest in the ministry, and you may have to leave that ministry because there comes a point where that ministry isn't giving back to you enough of what you need to sustain your spirituality. So um, we need to look and ask ourselves the question, what has uh, our life cost us? What has uh, this season cost us? Uh, we've lost uh, family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, um, and it seems like it just doesn't end. And, you know, we've some people have lost their minds in this season. They've lost their homes and their jobs and their, and their cars, and uh, they lost uh, their, 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 their everything. Um, but despite the all that we've lost, and uh, we still have to count up the cost, uh, some things that we lost uh, were uh, tangible and physical and material. But how about those that have lost their will to live, those that lost the ability to even reason? Uh, we sit back and we realize that it was the things that people have said. It was their actions and deeds that have revealed the wickedness of their hearts. And if the truth be told, Upon our conversion, upon us deciding to walk with Christ, upon you being a recipient of salvation, uh, when you asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins, when you came over on the Lord's side, when you put your hands to the gospel plow, you had no idea that it would cost you so much. And it has been said that salvation is free, but it's not cheap. And that's a true saying. So here in the scripture, Jesus begins to teach on the cost of discipleship. And he begins talking about uh, uh, relationships that may be compromised, relationships that may be interrupted, relationships that may be destroyed uh, due to your decision to become a disciple or a follower of Jesus Christ. But then uh, the, the, the story shifts gears and talks about building a tower and making war. And war is something that we should be very familiar with right now because it's on the news all the time. And so I would like to uh, zoom in in those points to just say that you have to have a building plan and you have to have a battle plan. 
And I don't know if anyone listening knows anything about construction, but there are a few points that I would like to draw to your attention. Uh, we are familiar with the foundation for it is the basis of the structure. But before we get there, we have to deal with uh, something that is called a site survey. And we have to deal with zoning issues and boundaries. And what the Lord would have us to know on today and here thereafter is that we have to know our territory, know our boundaries, know our property line. And as long as you stay within the lines that God has for you, you will be safe. You remember Joshua, God told him, everywhere your foot shall trod, have I given you. Because God gives you some, something, uh, because God gives you something does not mean that you don't have to work for it and add it. And so building requires you to study. It requires you that you study to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. You have to have a building plan. And after the preliminaries are done, it's time for you to lay a foundation, and you need a good foundation. So many families, so many relationships, so many businesses, even buildings have been built on lies, built on deceit, built on murder, built on envy, built on strife. And if it's something does not start right, and many times it will not end right. But we have to be careful who we connect with in our building process because you don't want to build with the wrong people. We have to be careful who pours into our spiritual foundation. It's like, uh, it's like this. The Bible says to train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Training, education, and Bible reading are still and always will be important. Being filled with the, and led by the Spirit is very important. God knows that some of us would be a little shaky if we did not have a sure foundation. So he sent prophets uh, just to give us instructions. If you read Jeremiah 1 and 10, you'll find that it says, See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. And after this was accomplished, God met Jeremiah later and says, And it shall come to pass that like as I have watched over them to pluck up and to break down and to throw down and to destroy and to afflict, so will I watch over them to build and to plant, saith the Lord. So in this day, March, market, market, March 26, 2022, from here on, you should know that God has allowed us to see some building up and some tearing down. So we need to make sure that we are a part of the building process. Make sure that you are a part of the move of God. Don't get stuck in a place. Make sure you are, you are now found not in God's judgment, but let it be said that I'm working on a building. It's a sure foundation, and I'm holding up the blood-stained banner for my Lord. And when I get through working on my building, I'm going up to heaven to get my reward. That's what the songwriter said. Second Timothy 2 and 9 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knew, knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So you have to build on a firm foundation. You have to not only, once you're done building on that foundation, you have to stand on it. You have to be anchored and rooted in God's word. People are losing heart. They're losing the faith. But be clear that I will stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Why? Because I have confidence in Jesus Christ. I have confidence that the scripture is right when it says I am sealed until the day of redemption because I am the righteousness of God. He called me. He elected me. He chose me. He has a purpose and a plan for my life. And because of this, I am careful who I connect with, who I build with, who I share with, where I build, what I build, and why I build. Because with the popularity of so many uh, things such as social media, we know many people 
Um, we know their thoughts and their actions and their whereabouts. And I won't go there, but it would surprise you how many Christians believe in things that they shouldn't be believed in, believing in. Paul warned us by saying, if I build again the things I have destroyed, I have become a transgressor. So we have to make sure in the building process, if it's already been destroyed, if it's already been torn down, don't try to build it back up. Uh, uh, many times we get in trouble and we get off track because we try to build up something God has destroyed. If God destroyed it, let it stay destroyed. If God cursed it, let it stay cursed. Uh, I believe the pro- uh, the uh, scripture says, um, uh, the prophet said, uh, when you talk about Balaam and, and the donkey and, and Balak, uh, Balaam said, listen, whom God cursed, I can't bless. And who God blessed, I cannot curse. And so if God did it, that's done. That's all you have to say about it. In this day, in this hour, if God has torn it down, don't try to repair it. Our season requires us to have a new foundation, new tools, new buildings, new people, and new environments, new directions. We have to walk into the newness of life because we serve a God that makes all things new. He said, behold, I do a new thing. And the Bible says in Isaiah, God is making highways in the desert. And he's, uh, the crooked places are made straight. The valleys are exalted. And the high places are made low. So we have to continue to count up the cost and have your building plan in place. What are you going to do now that God has already moved? Uh, well, you need a battle plan. And we are introduced uh, to a king in the text that is waging war. And we know that there is a war going on in this world. And you need to know that not only in the natural is there a war going on, but there is a war going on in the spirit. There's a war going on in the courtroom. There's a war going on in the Senate, in the Congress, in the State House, with politicians, with uh, church leaders and and people in in ministries. There is a war going on. There's a war going on everywhere for people, and people are making decisions about war that have not counted up the cost. And this is where they are going to fail. Here on the battlefield, lives are being lost. People are dying. People are dead. Children are orphaned. Uh, People have been uh, killed. uh, They've been raped. They've been murdered. They've been shot. They've been stabbed. The devil is having a field day. And we're going about like nothing is happening. And I feel sorry for those people that feel like nothing is happening because Satan himself is at work. And the people of God need a battle plan. They have to count up the cost. Second Corinthians 10 and 2, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Sometimes your thoughts may be out of line, but you have to connect with a Christ thought. You can't uh, beat the devil down. Uh, You can't cuss the devil out. You can't punch him out because he will return the favor. That's a carnal warfare. But when you count up the cost, the battle plan to defeat the enemy will require much prayer. It will require you to speak truth to power. It will require you to stand alone. The battle plan is God's battle plan. It will require you to consult God. You remember David when he went to Ziglag? He inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord responded to to pursue, David, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. I believe it was Gideon. He said, Lord, uh, let the be wet and the ground be dry. And then he said, Lord, let the ground be dry and the 
fleece be wet because he wanted a sign from God if this was the battle that he was supposed to enter. And so it's just, if you're a little shaky about it, just ask God to give you a sign. In this season, in this hour, in this battle, if the Lord says pursue, you better charge the enemy and overtake them. And you got to tell Satan, get thee behind me, for the Lord rebukes you. I'm not coming to make peace out of fear, for Jesus, the Son of Man, did not come to make peace, but he came with a sword. So your battle plan requires you to follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You have to live in peace. You have to walk in peace. You have to walk in love, but never compromise to make peace. For the Bible declares, when you read a little further, Romans 12 and 18, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. The battle plan, you've got to count up the cost. The devil will get you out there and he will leave you. And so we have to consider that how can two walk together unless they agree? Consider the fact that everybody can't go to battle with you, but that this season requires a small army, but a powerful one, chosen by God and for God. Remember, as I said before about Gideon, God reduced Gideon's army down to 300, but they still had the victory. So Jesus has given us a lesson about relationships that will pass away, about building projects that can fail and become a mockery if you don't count up the cost. He tells us about how you can lose out in life, but how, how you can be miserably defeated by the enemy if you do not count up the cost. Because people are temporal, because man would fail at building a battle. I'm glad that God laid the foundation a long time ago. Isaiah said, therefore, thus said the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion. For a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. And then I read Psalm 118 and 22 says, The stone which the builders refused is become the head stone of the corner. Then Jesus said to Peter, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I build my church. And with that being said, I ask you the question, what more? Can Jesus do? What more can Jesus do? He laid the foundation. He opened up the way. What more can he do? The foundation for salvation has been laid. The foundation for healing has been laid. The foundation for deliverance has been made. The foundation of freedom has been laid. It is yours on today for the asking. All you have to do is count up the cost. Believe it and receive it. God will perform it today. Pick up the building plan, for there has been a change order issued for your life to live and not die and to declare the works of the Lord. Somebody said he is a battle axe in the time of battle. So we know that the fight is fixed. The battle is fought. The victory is won. The devil is a defeated foe. For he shall be cast into the lake of fire, which burns forever. I know nobody says that anymore, but that is the end result of the devil. Who would not serve a God that fights your battles, that avenges your enemies? Count up the cost. Jesus counted up the cost. He saw it was a bitter cup. But he decided to go through. He decided to take up that cross. And you and I have a cross to bear. No cross, no crown. I believe uh, Vicki Winan said that. It gets hard sometimes, but endure hardness as a good soldier. Know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Know that God re- rewards your discipleship. 
So count up the cost, make your choice, build and battle, battle and build, but most of all, go through and stand the storms of life. God bless you. Stay tuned. Fight on.
Why are we fighting on? Because a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. So God has equipped us and he has given us the tenacity to fight on and to build and to battle and certainly defeat the enemy. Amen. We thank you for sharing with us uh, this hour, Global Gospel, every Saturday. We're here from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And certainly we do not own the rights to any of the music that you have heard on today or will hear. But we pray that it is a blessing to you, you, and to you. And um, I think we played a little bit of uh, Sean Pace at the beginning. So I think we'll uh, close with um, Sean Pace again. Um, There was a little medley that she had a church medley. Um, not sure I can find it right now, but okay, we won't we won't play that one. Uh, but again, we thank you. Number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. If you want to call in, you have about three minutes. If you have a shout out, or if you just want to let us know that you are listening, six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. Um, please be reminded that we're on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And immediately after this episode, you can tune in and listen uh, to the entire episode. Um, no matter what you go through in life, remember uh, that our life is in God's hands. And um, Sometimes we don't understand everything that's going on in our life. We don't want it to be the way it is, uh, but certainly we cannot control that. And so this is uh, this is one of my LaShawn Pace favorites. I'm going to close with it. Uh, but let us pray. Gracious God, our Father, we thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for everyone that is listening around the world. And God, we know that everybody has a different need, but you told us that we could come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need. You said in your word to call on you in the day of trouble and you would deliver us. You told us in your word that we could cast our cares on you knowing that you care for us. And God, we stand on your word, knowing that it cannot and it will not fail, that you're touched by the feeling of our infirmities. And God, there's some infirmities out there today. There's some issues. There's some sickness. There's some disease. There's some heartaches. There's some headaches. There's some body aches. There's some pain. There's some confusion. There's some grief. There's people in prison. There's people in the hospital. There's people in the nursing home. But God, you see all and you know all. And we believe that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to your power that works within us. You said that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver us out of them all, God. And so, God, we thank you today because we know that healing is the children's bread. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise for all that you have already done for life, health, and strength for the activity of our limbs, for shelter. God, we say thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you've done for us, God. And we ask you to continue to bless everyone that is listening one by one and name by name. We thank you today for sending your son, Jesus, that we might have a right to the tree of life. We thank you that he shed his blood for the remission of our sins. And God, we pray that you bless us in the city, that you bless us in the field, God bless us coming in and going out. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen. My times are in his hand. God bless you every Saturday, 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
If I were in control of my life, I think that I would have worked things out differently. All of the hurt and all of the pain, my time. 
Thank you. 